somewhere in this hip-hop soul community. We're going three, they stubborn, and that's a magic number. Good evening, welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. Uh, I'm joined tonight with Paul. Paul, you're looking rather, rather, I don't want to say forlorn or sombre, but maybe not quite as giddy as you were when you were last in the podcast with the Phantom. Is that because it's me, or has something major happened since then? Well, as you know, I'm a proud Scot, and I was slightly disappointed that England got knocked out of the World Cup in the semi-final, as opposed to them getting all the way to the final and being humiliated there. Okay, so you were very much in the anyone but England camp then, yeah? Yeah, as a proud Scot. As a proud Scot, yeah. Well, you were born in Thurso, right? Uh, you were born in somewhere, Forest. Forest. Forest, somewhere more northern than me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I guess you chose the intro, well, you chose the intro this week. Uh, I, we read about a discussion beforehand. Uh, I wanted to go with Norway's favourite sons, aha, ha, 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 ha. But you said no. Then I wanted to go with uh, Holland's favourite duo, Two Unlimited, for no, 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 it's not coming home. Uh, you also said no, so we went with three. Three. <laughs> Thank you for the passion there. So we went with three. Why did we choose three? Why uh, did you choose three? I, I assume you wanted to go with, with uh, Aha because of uh, Inchon's Norwegian manager. Yes, of course, yes. Um, yes, yeah, so he's come in, had two matches. And both three all draws. I don't know what odds you've got on that beforehand, but <laughs> pretty high, I think. Um, pretty exhilarating three all draws as well. I actually went to to the midweek one where they drew to the East with Gang one. I went with the Phantom. Uh, I didn't actually see them drawing three each with uh, current champions John Book. Um, last minute goals in both games. Um, I believe kind of yeah definitely last last five minutes anyway um, yeah they, they took the lead in both games as well uh, blew it twice but I guess we'll talk about that when we get to the actual reviews of the K-League um, I was somewhere else on Saturday uh, miserably enjoying a, a one each straw before miserably having to stand with some of your friends actually um and watched the game against uh, my favourite other team, Sweden. Um, but anyway, so on this week's show, I guess we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the World Cup still, even because it's still going on. Uh, talk a little bit about some some more transfers coming in this week, um, some injury updates from some someone who may or may not actually play in the K League, I guess. Um, and I guess we'll review and preview the, the weekend's games as well. Yeah. Where do you want to start then? Um, Shall we just start with a... Let's start... It's a K-League podcast. Let's start with reviewing uh, the two rounds of games. Um, In our new way of reviewing, we are only going to talk about the games that we actually went to. Okay. So thanks for listening. Um, (laughs) So have you seen any of Seoul's two games since the last podcast? Uh, I watched the Seoul Pohan game on my phone. Pretty. I mean, that could also have been a reason for the intro, right? Uh, yeah, three points away at Puang is nothing to be sneezed at. Three points, three goals? Yeah. Yep. Especially after failing to get both away at Tego at the weekend. Yep. Can I ask, is that the first time Seoul scored three goals this season? Um, Could be up there, right? So, that's, that's their first away game, a first away win this season. Okay. 
I'll give you that. Okay, down in Pohang. Um, so, okay, so you alluded to the fact that they didn't get three points and three goals against Degu. Uh That was a game we didn't, uh, you didn't go to it, but right. for our listeners, it finished two each. Two each. Uh, so went two 0 up, I believe, as well, right? Yeah, two 0 up, and then their new left back, um, what's his face? Yep. Yeah, Yoon Sagyong. Yoon Sagyong, apparently uh, a bit rusty on his debut and the. Uh, Gave away, keep gave away the ball in key areas and let uh, Tego come back into it. So I get bumper crowd of twelve thousand, not the thirty odd thousand that was predicted. So that was interesting because the stories or the rumours were that I stand. I wasn't sure if it was a stand or the whole home end had sold out, but obviously that wasn't the case. But still, like twelve, almost thirteen, like twelve thousand nine hundred. Um, Huge crowd for Daegu, um, does set them up well for their 20,000 football specific stadium. At least they've built one, unlike another team who haven't bothered their ass yet. But anyway, um, but was it the Cho Hyunwoo factor? Uh, well, he conceded two goals in the first 20 minutes. So, <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe those 13,000 little, little fan girls won't be back again, yeah? Well, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. But, I mean, it was. I think crowds were generally uh, a little bit larger in some of the stadiums anyway uh, over the weekend. Um, so some good games going on as well. Lots you, of goals. Lots of goals and two each in Diego. You, uh, I think you alluded to the fact that there was actually two three draws. They also drew threes with John Book. Um, John Book scored a goal in the last minute, I think, right? You make it three each. People's hero, the Wookiee. Yep, indeed. Uh, 94th minute, 92nd minute, some of that. Some of that. I'm, sure, I'm sure they were playing uh, Che time, to be perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, interesting about that one, it was Min Song Min scored a double. Earned him his move to Europe. <laughs> no, it did. Okay. Uh, inquiries have come in, apparently, about Moon moving to Europe and have been uh, rebuffed, rebuked, rejected, whatever the word should be, because he hasn't done his amount of service yet. Inquiry from what, where? Uh, Europe. Sorry, just. So, you, you know how in Europe, right, whenever a team wants to sell their player, they do the EPL, right, there's unnamed Chinese club comes in for them, right? That really famous, should be top of the table by now, right? Unnamed Chinese club. And then the price was up by 2 million. Wow, this was unnamed European club. Also in for Cho Hyun as well, the same unnamed European club. So, so Celtic. <laughs> no, Celtic are actually there for Kim Young Kwan apparently. But we'll talk about that in our time. Um, okay, so that was Souls 2 games. Uh, the other... You want me to actually talk about the Portland game? Definitely did. All I've done so far is say the result. Yeah, but uh, okay, tell us about it. Take us through everything that happened then. Sol scored three goals without reply. <laughs> I got the feeling that was, was going to finish. Um, okay. Between them, both clubs hit the woodwork five times. Uh, and that is. Okay, that didn't know. Okay. I think Sol hit the woodwork three times, then Poang hit the woodwork twice late on. Okay. Uh, but Sol were actually very impressive. Um, they were. Attacking with pace, slick passing, something we've not seen in a while. Um, their shooting was a bit dire. Um, something we have seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, and basically, you can still see that they're still not um, fully tuned into each other. So you, you have a, for example, uh, just trying to think who it was, uh, maybe Isakyon or, or Isangho, like bursting up the centre of the park. And you've got Anderson and Evandro 
breaking forward yeah. and waiting to receive the ball but Isang delays a little bit shall I go left shall I go right and in the meantime both have moved slightly offside because didn't miss didn't time the pass properly okay. and happened a couple of times but yeah generally uh, Sol were very impressive best I've seen them in a while Okay, which makes me wonder where it all went wrong against Tegu which I've not seen any of at all so. we've got to imagine that it was going well for the first maybe 2-0 up right yeah. you've got to imagine that they were actually playing well we get 2-0 up and then, and then obviously unfortunately for so fans anyway blew it yeah but um, 4 points from two, two, game, 2 games away from home one of which is important I, w- I would have taken that beforehand ok and who's next up for you uh, Ulsan at home on Sunday and then another home game next week right uh, I want to say Chunnam ok, okay so win those two games and the dreams the heavy dreams of a top 6 finish are back they're only a couple of points off the top 6 now <laughs> That's what I said, the heady dreams. We're not talking about the ACL, which is like the equivalent of his coming home. Um, okay, so, obviously, uh, you're a happy soul fan. Yeah. That. Okay, any, I mean, like, I'm reading in the negative that any, what about Parkwatch? Has he been on the bench? Has he played? Has he done anything? Didn't play against Pohang. That's why you're happy. <laughs> okay. Egan Hall came on for Pohang. Okay. Didn't look very good. Okay. Didn't even look like Egan Hill for a minute when he first came on. I thought it was one of case of one of one of those cases where it's the the guy's got the same name but it's actually a different player. But that's right. No. What? Egan was in the Nusan, right? Is he? There's there's about three of them I think now. Yeah. I think it's the kid, uh, right? Is it? It's a young one. Yeah. About World Cup. Eh? They were talking about World Cup. Oh, okay. Uh, is it, he did go to. But Egan was injured. He, he didn't make it. He was he was he was with yeah. Diamond at the time and didn't make it. And he went to Ulsan. Yeah. Okay. Then it was a different econ. It was a different one. That's why it didn't look like that one. No, I thought it didn't look like him, but then they were talking about how he missed out on the World Cup. So I thought, well, maybe it, it must be him. Well, maybe they don't know either. Then <laughs> this is the SBS or NBC or. Uh, it was uh, Sport TV or yeah I was going to be better not name them probably right okay okay so uh, yeah no okay. he, he didn't make the World Cup anyway he didn't love that and Egano came on <laughs> <laughs> one of them yeah okay um, should okay. be noted like watching on a three inch screen it makes it quite difficult to see <laughs> it's I can imagine speaking of watching a three inch screen someone in Solnheim was, was playing Candy Crush during the game I'll talk about that in a second yeah okay did you see any other games from the Saturday then when you were drawing to East with Diego? Uh no or the, the Saturday or the Sunday you guys put on Sunday obviously no ok well quick round up as we said John Book 3 inch on 3 uh, Suwon Blue Wings were at home against Jeju second versus third a chance to take advantage of John Book slipping up uh, the advantage was taken by Jeju not by Suwon um, as Jeju won 3-2 uh, Gyeongnam yeah they're maybe not yeah, they're not the flash of the pan everyone thought. They've started back with a 2-0 victory over Pohang. Uh, they're on the Sunday. We had a one East strawberry Gang one and Jonam before the two East strawberry Degan. So we talked about, and then Sangju and Osan played out a five-goal thriller for the Osan winning 3-2. Did so on the start of school? Um, <laughs> at Higuero was on the pitch at least, yeah. Um, no, Junior scored twice. Uh, to, he must be up there with the top goal scorer now. Yeah, Yun Bigram scoring for the army as well should be said. I like the big man. Big man has the best name from a song fan group ever. 
اون دکا هم گیم شکر هم برای بعدی باز این سانگ نمشار اوکی سو یه سو امین انترسنی لیک گوزن اف اگین اند لیک 3 گوز ان 3 گیمز از این وان تیم سکون 3 گوز ان 3 گیمز سو دکیلی گیز باک ویت ا پاشن اند لاس اف لاس اف گوز وان می استی داوی اند هاو ای کراولز اراند کنتری ای تنگ فر دی موست پار ای تنگ دی بر اوکی Um, what was the crowd at John Book? Uh, the crowd at John Book was uh, just I kind, of, kind of what you would expect, I guess. They had about 14,000. So no, like, for John Book on a Saturday night, probably lower than you'd expect, actually. Yeah, normally like late, the late teens, right? Yeah. 18, 19. Uh, as we, we talked about, the, the Degu crowd was high. The song, the Suwon crowd was pretty low. Uh, this was like just under 8,000, I think, right? Yeah, like 7,200 or something. Uh, Gyeongnam, Pohang, well, well, we'll see if there was five people there, right? Um, no question how many were there. Uh, two and a half thousand went to Gyeongnam. That's going to be a decent crowd, <laughs> you, would, you would say. But I mean, like, but once you take out John Book and Seoul, you don't really get much bigger crowds than you get in the, in the K2, right? No. I mean, for example, like, the gang one had just over a thousand. So there was way more than that a song now. Um, so the, uh, once you take out the, the Blue Wings, John Book... I wish someone would take out the Blue Wings. And <laughs> more reason one probably as well, right? Okay. So let's, shall we do K2 now or shall we go to Wednesday's games? It's a Wednesday. Okay, it's Wednesday. Wednesday saw, um, obviously because of the World Cup and the Asian games that are coming up, we're going to start having teams playing double, double games again. Like... like Four in a week and all that stuff. Three, week, three weeks in a row we've got midweek. Yeah. Although the third week's FA Cup, I think. Yeah, two weeks in was FA Cup, yeah. So some teams might not be participating. Yes, one or two. Um, so we will be start with Wednesday. Well, let's start with Incheon. Okay, you went along? I did go along and uh, was very surprised when I arrived to see one of these strange formations. And I don't mean 4-4-2 or 3-5, whatever. There was a queue. Uh, at Incheon for tickets for tickets but the official resident number was, was less than 3,000 ok but there was at least 200 in the queue when I arrived um, so um, I guess that, that was a whole bunch of free tickets uh, also looked like they had hired a whole bunch of new people um, to work there so every time someone walked up so you walked up and said Yo Bansok the guy would show you the map and go and they didn't have a clue what that actually meant um, so everybody was taking longer to get a ticket which was a pain uh, into the game uh, the Phantom arrived at 7.39 at which point it was already 1-0 um, he, he, he came out of Doha Station to the sound of the Incheon ship horn yeah. uh, alerting him to I should probably turn around and go back because yeah. uh, he thought that was the, the most exciting thing that was going to happen it was the chicken afterwards um, so basically 1-0 uh, um, to Incheon after 9-10 minutes uh, Angulier uh, probably got his name wrong I apologise uh, Namjoon Jay with a fantastic ball slipped it inside shot from the left hand side of the box um, happy through the second half 2-0 uh, Coastal Gui um, scored the, the thing he was assisted by Aguilar uh, making it 2-0 um, yep, that one, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't really remember that goal. Um, then, was in a half time 2 0, I think that's it. Inchon got this, definitely got it. Um, then Diego, 
pulls one back, a fantastic goal. Uh, really tight angle on the left hand side, and he, he just lashed it. Uh, I, I like a really sweet finish. Yeah, made it 2 1. Then there's an own goal um, as E. Jong Bin uh, deflected a, a header, I think. Uh, make it 2 each. But before Coastal Gee pulled it back for Inchon uh, with 10 minutes left, and then with 2 minutes to go, Derrick. Um, the K-League's top goal scorer, I want to say, uh, made it three each, and both teams, when the final whistle went, both teams just collapsed on the pitch, because it was just, it, yeah, everyone, they, it was pretty amazing, like, at three each, well, at, actually at two each, yeah. so there was like 20 minutes left, both teams threw everything at, at the game, but it was like, really amazing to watch two K-League teams in a humid midweek uh, with nothing really to play for, try and win the game. Um, it was a it was a brilliant game, to be perfectly honest. No, nothing really to play for. Injun are fighting for their lives now. Well, well, yeah, but they probably had in their mind that Daegu were going to get our, our surefire can our surefire go down, right? And Injun are fighting just to get in the playoffs, right? Uh, not the case now. As Injun are now bottom of the table, um, but um, it was I mean brilliant. They the. I don't know if it's the Norwegian coach's influence or not. I, I'm really not sure. Um, I was going to ask you: Have you, a, have you noticed any change in Incheon? I mean, you they tend to watch them quite regularly, don't you? Well, they they, they pummeled Jonberg like uh, at Incheon. Uh, three games, four games in the season, right? Um, so that's how they played again this time. They 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 just they, they were. They're really quick coming forward. Some of the next play in the middle. Um, uh, if they had, I mean, uh, up front they've, they've got Magosa, Aguilera, uh, who can put the ball in the back of the net. So I think they'll be safe. I don't really see Incheon getting relegated this year. Okay. I think Daegu are still stick on surefire. They'll be relegated. Um, okay. A great game. Definitely more than two thousand eight hundred at the game. Um, so yeah, that why they're like not recording. Um, Freebies. Freebies is kind of a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, you, you, you talked about Pohang obviously losing 3 0 to, to Seoul. Pohang, a bit of a. They, they've been a disaster for a couple of years now, right? Yep. But it was 5,000 at that game. Um, 4,500 which were probably POSCO employees. Or <laughs> soldiers. Or soldiers, yeah. Um, the game that I guess the, the big game was probably uh, John Book trapping down the Osan. Um, where could have been another banana skin <laughs> but wasn't <laughs> could have been uh, and it finished 2 out John Book 8,000 at the Munster Stadium uh, goes by EJ Song and the Wookiee Lee Dong Gook both of them assessed by E Young so I guess we'll see more of E Young's face in the K League 1 team of the week um, the Blue Wings hope they bounce back from their, their defeat at home to Jeju. They've been terrible at home at times, actually. Yeah. Um, they went into Jonan, went 2 0. Uh, goes by Waganino in a 94th minute uh, Kwan Son goal. Um, and Saric, the new signing, the new Bosnian boy, who I guess has come in in place of Kristovan, who moved to Puchan, uh, he came off the bench. Uh, with like 20 minutes or so left so that means we're not getting a Jonathan then Jonathan's not coming back to Suwon anyway um, unless they're planning getting shot at Dehan oh Wagonino well Wagonino was a poster boy he was a, he, he was a boy for the he was a poster for the um, game against Jeju right Jeju obviously after that fantastic win at the uh, the big bird followed up with a rip roaring nothing against draw against Gyeongnam 
uh, where 3,000 sat in complete boredom, <laughs> probably, uh, and watched. I mean, this is the problem with like trying to do a title challenge in the K1, right? Is when John Boots slip up, it's not the same team who's taking advantage. You know, when they, they, the teams can't string two, three like, victories in a row, right? So John Book are probably not really as good as it should be or running away with it as much maybe as it should be but there's just nobody give them a because Chumbo got four points Jeju got four points Suwon got three points yeah that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying so when Jeju when John Brooks are, are dropping points unexpectedly I hope we end Sean, you know Suwon and Jeju are playing each other so they, do you know what I mean it's like the, the, the same teams are not taking advantage yeah? it's a problem with the, having so few teams in the league yeah, yeah that's what I mean yeah uh, and the last game on Wednesday was uh, Daegu, uh, who were on our team to get four points. Uh, they went down to Sangju and won 1 0. And 95th minute uh, winning goal by Hong Jong Won. Hong Jong uh, So this week's big losers are Pohang then, with two losses. Yeah, Pohang, big losers. And just in terms of the table, uh, obviously Inchon, huge losers. Uh, but the table right now sits with John Book on top, 10 points clear of the Blue Wings, who are joint top with Jeju, joint second, sorry, with Jeju, uh, on, on points. Then in fourth place we have Jungnam, fifth we have Osan, and sixth we have Gaimon. Sangju dropped out of the top six. Uh, they are seventh, so we're on eighth with 19 points, three points off of Gaimon and sixth. Too many draws. Yeah, so this year I have had seven draws and only four victories. Which is kind of ridiculous. And five losses, is it? Five losses, yeah. That's kind of shocking, to be perfectly honest, right? Um, Pohang, yeah, are now below Seoul after losing two games in a row. Uh, John Am, yeah, nothing happened, nothing changed. And now Dagger off the bottom, one point ahead of Inchon. But having seen Inchon play and not seen Dagger play, I'm going to say that Inchon should be, shouldn't, won't get automatic relegation and I think the time is up for John Am Dragons, they've done nothing for the last like four years so I, I, I'm, I'm going to predict John Am in the playoffs and Inchon to survive it in the last day Okay Okay. Do you have any care predictions either way? I think Seoul are going to win the title <laughs> It's not mathematically impossible to claw back uh, 20 points <laughs> it's just improbable it's not mathematical impossible but probably mathematically improbable let's talk about hypotheticals yep if Seoul win every game that's left in the season will that enable them to claw back 20 points Truthfully? yeah um, we've we, we, got like third, uh, 20 games left is it well they, they, they claw back 6 in John Book right and even 14 points that John Book would have to drop no chance so you think even if they win their remaining 20 or so games they won't win the title they won't win the title um, I, I, yeah I, I'm going to say even if they win their remaining games they won't win the title they played John Book twice right um, yes yes Right, so two more left gives you six points back in John Book. Still means John Book had to drop 14 points. Which surely they will. They still got to play in John twice. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point, actually, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, no. But they win the next 20 games, they might just make an ACL spot. <laughs> if you want me to go down that road. But uh, the title is John Book's, obviously. 
Um, and they'll, they'll know, would that be, how many in a row would that be? Two? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, so if you want to talk about the sole one that they won a couple of years ago, if you take that out and they've won everything for the last how many years? Well, if you take that out, they've won four, four in a row. Because they were, the sole one stopped them equaling Songnam's record of three in a row. Uh, so, yeah. So Che Gang should be the next career manager then? Well, uh, no. There you go. Okay. Do you want to talk about the World Cup now or do you want to take it to? Let's talk about the World Cup now. Okay. Um, so, we, we better actually send some questions um, that may or may not be appearing in a, in a well-read publication sometime soon, <laughs> if we ever send them back. But on the assumption that we've written quite a lot and most of it will be discarded. We're going to talk about a little bit briefly about some of the some of the questions, yeah? Yeah. Um, so I guess the first question is, yeah, what did you think of South Korea's overall performance in this year's World Cup? Did they exceed the expectation? Uh, given the fact that they were probably seen as being the weakest team. So you guys may have discussed this anyway last week in the podcast, but uh, what do you th- just really briefly, do you think Korea, yes or no, do you think they exceeded expectations? Yes. Because they beat Germany? Yes. But okay. that's papering, papering over the cracks of what might have been. I don't think you can use my answer in your answer. <laughs> you have to use your answer in, in your answer. Didn't I say that? No, I said people of the clubs. You said... Uh, <laughs> you said that they, they exceeded. Oh. Um, I mean, I think we both agree that the German game papered over the crap. The, the crap. <laughs> the cracks. Uh, I, I, I said gave them bragging rights. Okay. Bragging rights, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- I think definitely there's no denying the fact that they were honkingly bad, right? Um, you should have, and I think the big thing to say is that what were the biggest mistakes is the next question. Yeah. I'm just going to lead these on. For, for me, the biggest mistake was Sweden. I think that the whole approach to the Sweden game was wrong. Everything from those stupid mind game things at the beginning where the Europeans think all Asians look the same to starting the rookie against a team which physically he was never going to have any advantage over uh, and just the fact that they were just way, way too... I don't know what I'm looking for, but too... And I don't know, they just didn't attack them, they just didn't give anything. It's like they were just too... I don't want to say respectful, but... Now you're using my words. Yeah, that's why I've been respectful. Uh, I think they were too afraid of the opposition, I think. Or maybe they didn't have enough belief in themselves. So you, do you think it would have been better to have the, the order of games reverse and play Germany first? No, because if they played Germany first, they'd probably have lost 7 0. But with the same results, is that what you mean? But we're a different one in Sweden, in, in the Sweden game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think if they played Germany first, they would still have, I don't think they'd have beaten Germany. I think they only beat Germany because they realised that, that the Germans weren't the, the force that everyone thought they were. Like the Germans had lost to Mexico, should have at least, at most, got a draw against Sweden. They were really lucky to get a win. <coughs> so I don't think, as they reversed the, that order, I don't think the Koreans would have attacked Germany anyway. Um, but I think they gave far too much respect to um, Sweden. I, I think... If Korea had played to their full potential, they could have beaten both Sweden and Mexico. Yeah, they should have done. They, they, I mean, they could easily have beaten Sweden. And had, had they beaten, had they attacked Sweden, had they tried more and harder against Sweden, it'd have been them losing 2 0 to England uh, when I was in the workshop surrounded by all your friends. <laughs> um, anyway, 
Okay. Okay. How would you rate the Asian teams? They did better than the African ones. Yep. And everyone's always talking about there'll be an African World Cup winner sometime soon. Yeah, it's never going to happen. They were, Africa was poor this time around. Really poor. O- obviously, it all started off with Saudi getting humped in the first, first or second game of the World Cup. Leading to Gary Lineker saying, should any Asian team even be here? Which I think is a ha- disgraceful comment. It would be made by anyone, but particularly someone who seems to take the cause of the, of the downtrodden man so much. But I think Iran were unlucky. Yep. Australia were poor. Australia were really poor. I mean, I, I think if you go look at highlighting a poor Asian team, I think in terms of expectations, in terms of where they ended up, I think Australia were the, were the worst performing Asian team. Uh, I don't think Korea were expected to, to do anything, but the group that, that Australia were in, yeah, I mean, they could have, should have done France, better. France, Denmark, Peru. Yeah, they should have definitely done better than they did. Uh, and Japan. I mean, Japan came into the tournament in turmoil. Yeah, and left with their heads held high. Yeah, definitely should have beaten Belgium. I mean, just a complete collapse against Belgium. But um, at the end of the day, um, yeah, they, they were still two 0 up against arguably one of the best. That they were one of the best performing teams in the tournament. And is the weak nature of the AFC contributing to Korea's poor performance in the World Cup? I don't, I don't agree that the AFC is particularly weak right now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if Korea is going backwards or if the rest of the AFC teams are coming up. I don't think we've had this conversation multiple times, and we, you know, like, I know that several people just kind of disagree with this, but I don't see the point in including teams like Myanmar and so on. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's not going to help them. And it's not going to really help in Korea, but Korea have struggled. You make. I mean, the, with the last two World Cups, three yeah, World Cups, two, I think. Um, so I'm not, I don't know if you can say that the AFC is weak when Korea are suddenly get out of it. To be perfectly honest, um, teams like Iran, Uzbekistan, Japan, Australia—they're not weak. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you can say it's weak. I, I don't know if I particularly agree with the question. For me, it's more the fact that the the K League's weak. Yeah, uh, it's small, so you've got a limited pool of players. Compared, if you think we've got what uh, about 20 professional teams in Korea for a population of what 45 million, yeah, as opposed to more than 100 in England for a population of what 50 something million. Well, we've got oh, what 50 in Scotland, 36, 46 in Scotland. I'm not quite sure all of them are professional. Oh, okay, I get your point, but um, yeah, I mean, for the size of Scotland, we definitely have like 22, yeah. Um, and also the fact that Korea are in a weird position now where a lot of their players are good enough to get themselves overseas moves, so they catch the eye of a foreign team, but they're not quite good enough to be regular starters there, so they're just sitting around on their asses collecting money. I, th- I, think, that's, I think that's the biggest problem. The, the, the K-League, yes, is not exactly um, great, but the players that are leaving the K-League are not actually getting the game time that they need in the, in the, in the early stages of, of their career, right? I mean, they, for example, if you look at Lee sung he made what? The, 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 the sum total of 30 minutes? Maybe one full half, if he was lucky, over the course of the World Cup. I don't know if he even played that, right? But the guys the same age as they half the England team, they got to the semi-final, right? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously his his development has been 
thwarted by him moving to Barcelona and sitting doing nothing for, for, for four years, right? Yeah. I mean, being coached by the best does not make you the best. Playing with the best or against the best makes you the best. Okay, next question. Korean team has a lack of identity. Uh, who's liable for this? Is it the KFA for yep. lacking direction and changing coach only months before the World Cup? Or is it the coach for constantly tampering with the system or something else? Uh, the KFA. Not because they changed coach. Um, I don't think, I mean, really had to go. So I don't agree with that. I don't think that, that had an impact. I mean, if, if anything, that, that should have actually improved the identity of the Korean team because really had no clue what it was doing. Uh, but I think the KFA in general, the, 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 the whole of the KFA are the problem. They have to change their mindset before we ever see a Korean resurgence. Uh, I don't. Shin got his tactics wrong. There is no doubt about that. He got them wrong against Sweden, probably wrong against Mexico. Um, but I still don't think he should ha- take all. The, he, I don't think he should shoulder all the blame. I think the KFA's whole pursuit of a manager has been shocking. Uh, but I mean, they really what they with all the the qualifications that they had to a point. Really, how did we end up getting someone that no one ever heard of, right? Okay. So my KFA. Okay. Um, most people don't think that Shinty Young is going to stay. A lot of people think that Shinty Young is obviously getting fired or not going to have his contract renewed. Do you think it should be a Korean or do you think it should be a high profile foreign manager? Um, I don't. Wait, if you're going to talk about a Korean, who would you pick? Well, the rumours are Nam Gyo from Songnam. That's what it is, that's what they're talking. It can be the, the best, you, 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 whether you want to agree with this or not, you'd have to argue that the best Korean coach is Che Kang Hee. But, you but he's a, he, was, he was a disaster in the national team, right? Yeah. Um, so beyond that, um, Che Young should be sitting around doing nothing. I mean, Che Young should be the obvious Korean appointment for me. Um, he, he applied for the under 23 job and didn't get it. That went to Kim Hakbom, who. If he goes away and wins the Asian Games, would you promote him? No. Never? I don't think Kim Hakbom as a, as, a, as a national team coach is going to deliver you a last 16 place. I love Kim. I love Hakbom. I love him. As a Songnam manager, I mean, and I think he's, he is the right person at the under-23s, to be honest. But he's, he's, he's not going to deliver you, um, uh, what do you call it, like... A last 16 place. That's just not going to happen. He's going to, he's going to go for three nothing. He draws. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That that's just him. Ji Young Soo is the uh, would be the obvious Korean appointment. Uh, but for me, uh, it's time to go. It's time to splash the cash and go and get someone. But but why do you think they need to go for sort of a really high profile like Scolari or? Because I think they need a high profile person to come in and. and demand the respect in that dressing room and actually walk in and say all this Korean hierarchy of idea all this young, all this like, you know, when Uli came in in his first training course and he threw the ball on the, on the ground and said okay guys go, they all just stood there right you know like uh, Ikan Ho coming back from Qatar and being like, it's terrible man like, there's, no, there's no hierarchy blah 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 like, no, that, needs to be, that, that has to change and bringing in another Uli style coach is not going to do that bringing in someone that these players know uh, like Varaboa or someone like that uh, is going to do that Caravaro someone like that but but what you're saying is going against what you're saying because they they need someone of that stature to respect that's that's making creating the hierarchy right but the respect should be with the coach not just because Ki Son Yong was born two months earlier 
That's what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? Like the idea of the Korean team. That, come on, like, there's no one that can have watched the Koreans play against Germany especially and not think that they were instructed to whenever you get the ball give it to Son. It was embarrassing. Like, there was guys with clear open goals but with the goalkeeper like like putting his hat on he, he, out in the sun and they weren't shooting they were like looking where's Son where's Son where's Son it's pathetic Korea will never do anything as long as you have that mentality it's the first thing Gus Hedding did when he came in he, he himself he, no, he himself came out and said that yeah. the, the first thing he did was like get shot at the whole university hierarchical system that's you need somebody to do that and really didn't even nobody knew who it was it needs to be someone who's either a, a hard taskmaster, the, the, someone who's going to come in and beat them, not beat them physically, but I mean, you know, like, kind of, like, them show them into shape, or someone who, who when they walk in the door, they, they, they start bowing at, because he's the man you've respected. Not, not the guy who happens to be, like, three weeks older and whose sister went to Seoul Day. So, I took a slightly different view. Yes. That's why we have the podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be boring if we all said the same thing. So, in my opinion, Seoul, uh, Korea doesn't really have that many talented players, right? So, it's all about getting them into a team and creating something that's more than some of its parts. Mm-hmm. So, surely you'd be looking at someone that's got a rec- track record of doing that, a la Ranieri at Leicester, a la whatever the Iceland manager's name is, or Stephen Constantine, who's bombed his way around Asia at Nepal and India and a couple of teams in Africa and well okay I don't know who Stephen Constantine is to be perfectly honest but uh, I, I would find I would think that Ranieri would be a high profile manager and I would and, and, and I would go with that one and not that you wouldn't you wouldn't fancy the Iceland coach um, I don't think he's going to yeah, I don't think you're going to get an Iceland coach leaving Iceland anytime soon right he have to get over his dentist practice <laughs> But it's not teaching on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, he's not going to leave. Like so. But I would I would definitely go with Ranieri. I'm not saying I would go with Scalari. By the way, I, I, I think Big Phil's a. I don't actually think. I think he's shown that he's actually nowhere near the manager that people think he is. Right. Conte's just left Chelsea. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Conte. I would. I mean, you've got me. That you've won me over with. with Ranieri, go ahead. Go Ranieri. ahead. I go ahead. I don't know where he is at the minute. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Tell the KFP that's what we want. Ranieri. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not coming back to uh, to to the World Cup Stadium until that's who's there. <laughs> okay. Um. But one of the let, let, let me ask you this question. Okay. According to you, Mark, what is the Korean philosophy, and what is the significance of embodying and playing this philosophy to the team and to the nation? I have no idea. <laughs> there is no Korean philosophy. Give it to That's the philosophy of the Korean team. We're son. We're son. We're son. That, that's the that's the current philosophy. But is there an overarching? Korean philosophy in the same way that the Dutch have total football no and the Spanish have tiki-taka and the Japanese apparently have the really racist and offensive one that the Korean Herald called it which we won't do on a family podcast and, and the English have who so. <laughs> <laughs> up to the big man <laughs> and Scotland have this could be um, but um, no um, what's Korea's football DNA <laughs> past to the hung the shun I don't know I don't, I don't think there actually is one 
So you, you know, like you, you, you build the Italians have the, 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 the catenacium, or something it's called, right? Not anymore, but that's what they used to play, right? With the, the, the kind of four, you know, the, the banks of four, right? Yeah. And you know, the, 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 the tight walls and defence and stuff. Is that how they won so much? Four, four defenders, four midfielders, and four strikers. Yes, and four goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there's a reason. I knew there's a reason. It was not at all Jimmy Dino's off. Okay. So you're not going to bother reading my answer then? Well, you can you can give it to me. But you mean say that you just wrote something and you don't remember it? So, well, I, I talked about how the, we, we were talking about hierarchy, older brothers, etc., etc., and then Hiddick came in and got rid of that. So the 2002 team was probably what most people are thinking of when they're th- talking about Korean philosophy, which was working hard for each other, running up and down the pitch all day, kind of an English team, shall we say, work, running hard, working hard, a bit of pace. Um, and... Yeah, that, that kind of falls in with the whole uh, miracle on the hand of working hard on everyone else's yeah. career out of the economic dire straits that was in after the Korean War. Uh, and obviously, if you're the kind of typical fair-weather Korean fan that just comes out every two years to watch the World Cup and the Asian Cup, then they can see people running hard, tackling hard. And if you change that into a kind of sort of relaxed passing game that we see more of nowadays those fair weather fans who know nothing about football are going to see the teams not trying hard they're being yeah. lazy okay, yeah. so um, that's what I think ok um, yeah I would agree with that um, sounds about the Scotland <laughs> team as well but anyway Gordon Strachan worked hard fought hard ran all day did nothing Ali Ali McCoy's in managing career Ah, my course, managing career, can you imagine that? Well, the first thing you have to do is, is learn who Shin Tae Young and, Shin K- and Kim Shinuka are, right? I, I tell you who could be a good bet Chris Coleman. Okay. Or Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate. Not, yeah. not that he'll leave England anytime soon. No, no. Because he was. No. But he. I mean, for all I. Is it Chris Coleman? Yeah. For all I detest uh, uh, the English national football team. Uh, and the fans uh, and the national team um, you, you, you've got to take your hat off to, to Gareth Southgate he, he's a nice guy <laughs> he's okay. a nice guy <laughs> ok let's move on I, I'm, I'm a, just, just what you're talking about Southgate 30 seconds I'm, I'm in two minds about him I can't decide whether he's a brilliant manager who got a one dimensional England team to the semi-finals or if he's a poor one dimensional England manager that uh, cocked up the easiest pathing we'll ever have to a final by not making substitutions at the right point and being very predictable with his first 11 and his substitutions uh, I think for the Croatia game it was the second one ok he nailed Sweden perfectly yeah um, although nobody could have predicted that Sweden would play for penalties from kick off I guess but uh, from what I I didn't see the Croatia game but from what I've read uh, from what I've heard from very much who did watch it he got everything completely wrong from, from, from the lineup, which was predictable to a, a complete uh, second half reversal right he basically started the, the same level for yeah. each of the games yeah. he made the same substitutions at the same points um, so, so, ok so just one really brief thing because I know that we want to wrap this up soon right yeah. but, but one really brief thing about that right is going into the World Cup when he played the game against Tunisia the English commentators uh, said because I read this on, on, on Twitter that in the 13 games that Gareth Southgate had been in charge of the England team right I'm wrong with 13 by the way 
umtad, but whatever, right? But however many games he'd been in charge, he had never played the same eleven. He'd never started, sorry, with the same eleven players. Then he started the same eleven players every single game. So why did they change that when it was actually in the World Cup? Panama, okay, I mean basically that you could play me against Panama, right? And still <laughs> won that. So you, you, if you played me, you probably won seven. Are you English? Seven Are you coming out as an Englishman, Mark? You, you, you get the point I'm trying to make, right? Yeah, um, the point is you're an Englishman. Yeah, whatever. Um, trust me, you can ask any of your friends who might be in the workshop <laughs> on Saturday if I'm an Englishman in the hotel, you know. Um, but the point is that, yeah, he... I would. I think it's part of what you said. I, th- I think it's both. To be perfectly honest, I think he's, he's a brilliant manager. And no, I don't think he's a brilliant manager. But I think he 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 was he was brilliant in patches. He made the great decision to throw the Belgium game is brilliant. Like, no, well, it is brilliant actually. To be perfectly honest, like, but would. Um, would Big Sam have done that? Would uh, McLaren have done that? Probably not. But they wouldn't have had the foresight to do that. They'd have been like, we almost won. Right? Do you know what I mean? So, I'm sorry. Like, he took... He ran the risk of getting heavily criticised by the media for throwing that game. Um, he did it. He got the easiest path he could possibly have imagined. I don't buy any of this. England got the easiest path any team's ever had because you can only play who's, who's in front of you. It's not England's fault that Panama are a pop team, right? That, that, that isn't England's fault. It's not England's fault that Germany were absolute shots. Yeah, and, and Spain somehow lost to Switzerland or whoever it was they lost to, right? Uh, Croatia. <laughs> Russia. Uh, Russia. <laughs> um, but, so it's not England's fault, right? So I don't buy any of the fact that they the easiest path. They, they did have an easy path. But I don't think that's the only reason that they did well. I mean, you can only play who you've got in front of you, right? He still managed to mentally get them to win their first ever penalty shootout in a World Cup. So that, that's one thing you can say from. But, 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 but that being said, it was an amazingly open opportunity and he blew it. And he blew it by, from what I can gather, by being predictable and having no plan B. Well, in each of the games that they play, England were basically pretty good in the first half. They should have put Colombia to bed in the first half. They only got the one goal. Colombia equalised, went to extra time. Same yesterday in the first half against Croatia, they were pretty good. They got a goal after, what, four minutes? They had a few other chances in the first half, and Colombia were no, uh, Croatia were nowhere. Didn't make the most of it. England were, t- didn't turn up in the second half. Croatia got stronger and stronger. And once they equalised, it was only going to be one team in it. Yeah. yeah so... Anyway, which, which reminds me of my favourite ever moment, just quickly, my favourite ever moment watching England was they were 1-0 down in Romania, uh, Kevin Keegan was commentating, Euros and World Cup, can't remember, yeah. uh, England scored 10 minutes left and Kevin Keegan says, and there's only one team going to win this now, and Romania won 3-1. Um, so, Kevin Keegan, an amazing pundit. Um, how far can Korea go in future World Cups, Paul, quickly? I think up to, up to now, we've had 32 team World Cup. Korea, sh- given the state of the AFC and the state of the World Cup, Korea should qualify for, I would say, nine in, in ten World Cups. Okay. They're going to screw up once, because we've got basically, what, six, six or seven decent teams in the yeah. AFC, so yeah. Korea should get through most times, uh-huh. but occasionally they would screw up. Get to the World Cup, they're going to be going out in the group most of the time, but they can realistically expect to get to the last 16, maybe two in ten World Cups. Okay. okay. But yeah. everything's changing going forward. I think for me, realistically, they should be looking at making the last 16. Yeah, I would agree with that. Every, every, every third World Cup or something like that. But he's definitely better than they've done in the last two. 
Um, we're going into a 48 World, 48 team World Cup yep. from 2026. Yep. Which will be 16 groups of three, I think, something like that. I'm actually really, really excited to see who who wins Scotland's qualification group <laughs> and stops us getting in. I'm really excited. Not, not, not much is going to change in Europe because they're only getting three of the extra yeah. 16 places. And then we have that whole, that whole mad European National League thing that I don't even understand. The whole League of Nations thing that yeah. I don't even get it. I, I just I don't even understand it. Okay. And final question then. Uh, final question <laughs> is not that one. The final question is: What are the priorities short term? Winning the Asian, uh, Asian Games. Long term. Uh, <laughs> we've got Asian Games in August, Asian Cup in January. Long term, got to revitalise the K League, surely. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, short term definitely. As you win the Asian Games, uh, building on the, on that, you wouldn't you try and do something in, in the Asian Cup, and we yeah, are revamping everything. Okay, like being torn apart and redone. Okay, sweet. Okay, hopefully, if you're interested in reading what we just said, uh, it should be appearing in a well-known publication sometime soon. And we'll keep you updated on the blog as to where when that is. Yeah. Okay, back to Kaylee, just really quickly. How do you stand out any other game? Opinions? Sorry, I'll say that a little bit slower so those who aren't Scottish can understand. Back to the Kaylee. Uh, how do you stand is out injured again? What are your feelings? Um, no, no, well, he's been out when he last played. September? Last September, so 10 months ago. So you, you can't miss something you never had. Yep, okay. Okay, that's what she said. Um, okay, moving on. K2, quick review. Songnam blew a chance to go top of the league. Buchan um, screwed up again. Buchan lost to Anyang. Songnam have now played Eland six times and have never beaten them. Six times in their, in their whole history, never beaten them. Uh, oh, Asan won. Uh, so the, the table looks like. So Songnam were top going in, are now second. We have the police top on 34. Songnam second, 33. Pusan on 27. Buchon uh, took the last playoff spot in 26. Suwon have won three in a row. My prediction is that the Chief is happy, the Chief is excited. The Chief is going to the playoffs. The Chief has lost his words. <laughs> the, the, the Chief has stopped writing for the blog because he, he only writes when he's negative. <laughs> he's like one of those uh, negative writers. I don't know what you call them. But anyway. Um, so moving on, K2 this weekend. Um, so now I'm playing on Monday. Uh, we are at home to uh, the mighty Anyang. Um on the Monday, which uh, I will be hopefully hopefully attending. Uh, on Saturday, we have Pusan versus Buchan. Okay, you don't care about K2. I'm going to say home win. We have the police at home to Dejan. I don't think we can spend longer on the previews than we did on the reviews. Uh, Sunday, Suwon are home to Guangzhou, home win. Monday, Suwon are home to Anyang, Eland home to Ansan. Get yourself along to the, the, the Olympic Stadium in Jamshil or down to Tanshan if you are so inclined. Okay. Okay. K1, where? K1. Where interest is. Where your interest is. But our listeners' interest is obviously in the K2. Uh, our listeners are actual real K League fans. <laughs> see if you take that tone next year if, if uh, some of them get promoted <laughs> we'll be back to just ignoring the K2 K2 versus Stevie um, speaking of Stevie lovely badge on your profile Twitter Stevie don't get involved in arguments mate uh, <laughs> just pointless uh, ok Saturday 
we have um, so you have you said it's sore at home is that sad yeah Sunday 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 okay home to Gulsan are you going uh, yes okay uh, home in go away when uh, home win I'm going to be optimistic for a change okay also on Sunday we have Pohang home to Gangwon away win away win and Jeju home to Daegu Home win. Home win. Yeah, on the Saturday, we have, the, I guess, match of the day, the big one. We'll get to that in a second. We have Jungnam versus Incheon. Uh, three all draw. Three all draw. I was going to say the same thing. Three all draw, right? And then we have the Dragons at home to the, uh, to the army. Um, away win. <laughs> away win, yeah. But the, but the big one, at the big board, second hosting first. Can the Blue Wings pull the title back? Or are John Wood going to win the league on Saturday? Not, well, Blue Wings aren't going to win at home, are they? Probably not, right? Uh, and they're not going to beat John Wood anyway. So, um, could I say uh, the best we can hope for is a draw? Keep the, keep, hope, hope for a draw and hope the Jeju win, just to keep some, some interest in the league. But, unfortunately, I feel John Wood are going to win that one. And that will be it. Almost, almost over, to be honest. OK, just before we finish up. You mentioned there were some transfers and transfer rumours. Yes, I did. Do you want to tell me what they are? Because I've not seen anything. Uh, two defenders joined Sewan FC in, in, in the middle of the night. Um, Chris Obama has finally made his transfer to Buchon official. Yeah. Uh, there's rumours linking Seoul. You know this one. Rumours linking Seoul with, a, with another foreigner, but I don't know how that is. can't remember who, who it was, to be honest. Um, and um, Jair, that was the one. Yeah. Ex John Amstriker Jair has been linked with a move to Seoul. Okay. How? <laughs> uh, you, have, you have, who do you have? You have Evandro Anderson. Yeah. Is Kovacek not still on the, the books? I would have thought he's probably left. He's probably left by now, yeah. Yeah. So, if you buy, if Jair comes in, where would you put him? Like, I mean, Jair, Evandro. Three across the top. Three across the top, yeah. Che Young favourite formation. Um, beyond that, I just want to talk about Yi Chung Young. Okay. Obviously, out of contract with Palace. He's a free agent now. Yep. Um, he, the player himself, has stated he prefers to stay in Europe. Mm hmm. Do you want to stop touching yourself? <laughs> Sorry, I just realised that. Okay. Um, Yogurt. But if he can't get a, a move within Europe, he will look to come back to the K League and keep playing. And so he'll have right first refusal. Is that right? Yeah. So you would you be happy with that? Well, I'm not sure they'll be able to uh, pay him enough to get him to. I, I think they could be outbid by other teams. Okay, but if he came to Seoul, would you be happy? Sure, why not? Okay. He was a pretty class act in the K-League, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ki Sung-yong joining Newcastle means he's not coming back to the K-League for at least six months. Yeah. When he gets on loan. Okay. Um, any, other, any other business? Anything else? Anything for any more for any more? Uh, just an outro, I guess. An outro. Uh, shall we go with something about coming home? Oh, sorry, you guys did that last week. Um, we can just run it again for you, Tom Young, right? We'll do that. We'll save that for when he is coming home. <laughs> okay, so outro music. Something to sum up the mood in the in the, in the England camp. 
Whatever you choose, Mark, whatever you choose. Hey, Paul, you're the, you're the outer king. I think I will acquiesce to your, uh, your, uh, your request for AHA. Take on me. Okay. Because um, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the video to that, the, the music video to that song. The best video ever, ever made. The guy with the pencil. Yeah, drawing. 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 That's the one, not the pencil. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that also applies to Inchon. Draw specialists. There is a reason why we keep you on this podcast. That was amazing. Take it away. Aha. Uh-huh.